Let's all bow our heads and pray. Lord, thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for your goodness. Um, thank you for uh, being who you are. And we just pray you bless our time today. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, before you sit down, you know, get your lesson plan out. If you can get your lesson plan out. And at the top of your lesson plan, it says, may I speak life over you. Everybody see that? Say amen if you see that. Again, you do not have to participate in this, but what we do is we want to find somebody that we do not know, that preferably looks something different than us, and we want to read that verse to them and declare life over them, make that declaration. You don't have to participate. If, if someone wants to declare life over you, you could say, I don't want it, I pass, or if you don't want to do it, that's fine. But just take a minute, 60 seconds, and do that. Find somebody wherever campus you're at and read that to them. Thank you very much. God bless you. Lord, thank you so much for all the ministry that's happening. Thank you so much for all the encouragement. And I know we want more time. Can I get amen? amen. But we can use that time when we leave here today. <laughs> thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. In all the campuses, if you were blessed doing or receiving that, just raise your hand real high. God bless you. God bless you. When you come to church and learn something, the purpose is to learn it and apply it outside. This is one of those things. You, you, please don't throw that piece of paper away. Go to work tomorrow and, and say, Holy Spirit, who do you want me to speak life over? And one of the, be the, the benefits of finding someone you don't know and, and looks different than you is that you can do it out there. <laughs> Imagine that, going up to people and say, hey, hey, whatever, you know, guy, girl, whatever, can, can I speak life over to you? And they're like, what? I said, I just want to be a blessing. It's okay. I'm not weird. Um, so th th that's, that's what God wants to do through us. So let's, anyway, let's see our Bibles on the count of three. Say word. One, two, three. Say word. One more time. Say word. Turn to Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. We'll get there in a few minutes. Luke, oh, we'll get there right now. Luke chapter 5. Luke chapter 5. Luke 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, New Testament. Matthew's the first book of the New Testament. Luke chapter 5. It says, verse 27. After these things, he went out and saw a tax collector named Levi. Jesus saw a tax collector named Levi. The tax collectors were considered sinners of the worst kind. And the tax collector was sitting at the tax office, and Jesus said to him, follow me, in the midst of him doing what was illegal and corrupt. 
Then Levi left all, rose up, and followed Jesus. And then Levi gave him a party at his own house or a feast, and there was a great number of tax collectors, other sinners, who sat down with them. Then the scribes and Pharisees, the religious, self-righteous, complained to Jesus' disciples, saying, Why do you eat and drink with tax collectors and sinners? And Jesus said, those who are well have no need of a physician, but those who are sick. I have come not to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. If you're a sinner, raise your hand. Very good. Amen. God has called you to repentance. And guess guess what? God has come to love you. Thirty-something years ago, I was sitting in my house. My neighbor had a a problem at their house. Um, I didn't really know them. I had just moved into this house. And the next day, uh, it was a whole family of kids and parents, and the 16-year-old kid was sitting in the car, and the Holy Spirit said, I want you to call him in the house and share the gospel with him. And I just got saved, you know, within the year, and I was still new, and I was like, all right. So I I said, come on in the house. I don't don't even know if I knew his name at the time. And he came in and got saved, and I was like, whoa. I said, hey, go get your sister. (laughs) She was younger than him. He went and got her. She got saved. And by the way, she's 40-something years old now, still comes to church here, uh, so we're still involved. But, but, and what happened was, then I went to their friend, then I started going to their parties, the next thing I know, I had a Bible study at my house. Um, I shared the gospel with them as a response to the Holy Spirit leading me, not out of duty. I want to talk about having an all-in heart of a warrior. Worship is a Holy Spirit-led response to the heart of God. Worship is a Holy Spirit-led response to the heart of God. We just finished a series called Kingdom Warrior, and it was all about us following the lead of the Holy Spirit. Say, follow the lead of the Holy Spirit. It is very important when Jesus ministered, right before his ministry started, his, actually his ministry started when the Holy Spirit came upon him and the Holy Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And the Holy Spirit led him all through his ministry for three years, praying for people for healing, sharing the faith, ministering to Levi, calling his disciples, performing miracles, speaking to and correcting the religious. It was all out of a response to the Holy Spirit. This church has always been about saving souls and bring the gospel to the street, but all out of a response to what the Holy Spirit is leading you to do. It has never been about us having church services. It was always that this is a means to an end. The means that you come here, you get saved, you get encouraged, you get taught, and then you go do it out there. Religion says keep it in the building. The devil says keep it in the building. God says the reason that you are here is to declare the kingdom of God and demonstrate the kingdom of God and destroy the works of the devil. The Holy Spirit does the destroying in people's lives by speaking life and praying for people. Can I get amen? If wherever you are, say amen. Are you following what I'm saying? And, and so we always have, there's always so much more need than we can ever accomplish. Two years ago, we started an all-in campaign. Everyone say all-in. And in the all-in campaign, we said to the church, here's all the things we would like to do but don't have the resources to do, whether in people or money. And what we always want to do is share with you the need and you go pray, Lord, how do you want me to respond? Never out of duty but out of the response to the Holy Spirit. Say response to the Holy Spirit. 
So we're going to share with you all these needs in the community of people, groups, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that, and of course money to do. And you have to say, Holy Spirit, what do you want us to do? So two years ago, we had an all-in campaign, and people pledged in their time, and they pledged in their money. So over the two years, that's what we've been talking about. We haven't been really pushing, pushing it a lot, but we've been trying to keep it in front of you. And that two years ends in November. And so over the next four weeks, we want to highlight some of the stuff that has happened and some of the initiatives that we want to move forward. And in, in three Sundays from now, which will be the fourth Sunday, we want to have an offering. So if you've made a pledge, you can finish your two-year pledge, whatever you haven't given, on that day. And if you want to participate, you can participate financially on that day. Understand this, everything we always present to you. Everyone say everything. Everything, thank you. Everything we always present to you is always, here's what we feel the Lord is leading us to do. And then you always go back and pray, Holy Spirit, what do you want me to do? You should never do it out of duty. I never share my faith because I feel like I have to. I feel the Holy Spirit saying, you want, you want, you want to do this? I'm like, oh yeah, Holy Spirit, let's do it. And so whether it be involved, whether, whether it go to life class, whether it go to our group, I mean, that's what we offer you. We would like you to pray and go do that. And whether it be gift financially, you have to pray. Holy Spirit, you guide and direct me. Worship is a Holy Spirit-led response to the heart of God. Are y'all following what I'm saying? So in the last, matter of fact, last year specifically, we had 20,000 people get saved in our ministries and in church services. Can I get an amen for that? We had another 500,000 people indicate online. And by the way, we have emails. We get emails online to give their life to the Lord. Let's give a hand for that. Amen. That's, a little, that's a, amazing. Your giving of your time and your resources enables us to do four Toys for Joy, which we're getting ready to have Toys for Joy again. Over 20,000 people we serve in those Toys for Joys. We've given, over, amen, amen, amen. Through... Through the clothes and furniture you've given to our thrift stores, we've given over a million dollars worth of stuff. That's not what we sold. That's what we gave away in addition to what we sold to keep the stores going. So that's another amazing thing. We also uh, relocated our North County campus in San Marcos. They have a whole new campus. Let's give it a hand. God bless y'all. So over the next four weeks, we want to share with you some other initiatives that we would like you to pray. Say pray. So important. Say pray. So important, say pray. pray. So important that you're saying, Lord, what do you want me to be involved in on November 12th? If you feel like, hey, look, I want to finish my pledge or I want to financially invest in this. And every week I'm going to give you an opportunity to sign up to do something. I want to do something. Go to life class. Go to our group. Today's outreach. Today we're going to talk about outreach. And today in your notes, the number one thing, an all, we want to talk about the all-in heart shares the gospel with non-believers as an act of worship. I don't want to do it because I'm guilted into doing it. I want to do it as a response to the Spirit of God speaking to me. Watch this. How many of y'all know somebody in your life that really can use Jesus Christ in their life? Let me tell you something. If you're looking at that every day, I promise you the Holy Spirit saying, why can't I use you? And here's what the devil's saying. You're not smart enough. You don't know the Bible enough. All you got to do is be available. Let the Holy Spirit do the work. People don't get saved because I share with them because of what I know. It's because of who I know, Jesus. And so you have to say, okay, Holy Spirit, I want to share. I want to I be involved. I want to be involved in ministry. So today we're going to highlight four 
outreach ministries that are not only sharing the gospel, but they're meeting a need in the community. We have over 100, and I hope this inspires you to get involved. But first, I want you to watch this video, and the video is of people in their ministries. Then the leaders of those ministries are going to be on stage when the lights come back on. So check this out. My name is J.J. Wood, and I grew up in San Diego. I was born into a family with a drug addict father. I carried a lot of emotional pain from the time that I spent with my father. That pain uh, grew into a ball of emotional decay inside me. You know, having a, a loving and caring uh, family is something very positive. And my mom, my dad uh, took me to church every Sunday. And as my parents left California and left me to myself, I found myself uh, just by myself, wanting to be with people. My mom works a lot and she's the parent who provides for us. She's really the only parent. She doesn't always have the extra time to go to the park and play basketball or baseball or go surfing. When I was four years old, I accepted Jesus as my savior, but my mom was extremely abusive. Um, at the same time, I was being molested by different men, and my father was a cocaine addict, and I had nobody to turn to. So I remember taking that first drink and that first drug and feeling all of the fear and the anxiety and the pain and everything just disappear. And that was the only thing that would relieve the pain. I needed God to intervene in my life, and I didn't know what that looked like. So I, I got involved with people who I thought loved me, who I thought cared for me got involved in, in gang activity. I just decided I'm gonna sell drugs. I'm gonna fit in where I can fit in. I actually ruined a whole lot of lives, beating up people, pistol whipping people. And then eventually it led to being in prison for 17 years. When I have no one to talk to besides God, I feel alone. There is like a void that I'm missing without like that mentor, that father figure. I turned to drugs and promiscuity. There was um, times I would run away on the streets, panhandling, doing crack, just trying to escape this awful mess. And I just didn't know where to turn.
Uh, as I said, we are Outreach Church. We have over 100 outreach ministries led by amazing people. These four leaders are the leaders of the ministries those people came from. So that's connected. So I just want you all to go through, say your name and your ministry. Sherry Brown, Compelled by Love. And, and, and one, just a brief thing on what your ministry does. We just go out and um, reach out to people and love them and pray for them. We have an outreach today. If anybody's interested, Ocean Beach, 2 o'clock, the corner of Newport and the boardwalk. Actually, Corey will be there too. My name is Tommy Hathorne. I lead Rock Recovery. Rock Recovery is an outreach ministry for substance abuse, and uh, we also are a resource for residential treatment as well. How many of y'all have ever had a substance abuse issue? Okay. How many of y'all have been high or drunk? <laughs> How many of y'all drink coffee every day? Okay, <laughs> we, get, we get real granular here. <laughs> I'm not saying you're addicted if you drink coffee every day, necessarily, necessarily. <laughs> My name is Marie Pekorsen, and I am with the Broken Chains Ministry. Uh, we take God's love, the hope found only in his son, Jesus Christ, and we take it to Donovan, uh, Barrio Logan Microsite, Las Colinas, and Las Colinas. And Donovan State Prison. Donovan State Prison. Amen. Amen. Hey, I'm Barry Whitfield, and I'm with the youth, the youth Fishing Ministry. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, and what we do is uh, we, we're a bunch of uncles and aunties. We're family style in teaching kids about Jesus and, and, and having, a, having a, um, uh, a life with him. So that's Very good. Very good. Let's give him a hand. God, God bless you. Um, these four represent over a hundred and they go out with groups taking the gospel to areas of San Diego and our society, the gospel and meeting specific needs. So I want you to give me a, a you know, overview of what you do, but a, a story of some of the, the ministry impacted. Okay. So we go to porn conventions, um, gay pride. Can you say porn conventions a little slow? Because you might have said it quick. Some of it might not have got Porn that. convention? Yeah. So porn conventions, y'all know what pornography is? Does Jesus love people in porn videos? I'm not asking, I'm not asking a question, question. I'm, I'm asking a real question. Does Jesus love the people in the porn videos? Yes. Very good. Okay, so we got to get the gospel to them. Amen? Does people love people who watch porn? Hmm. That wasn't, does, I really didn't get an answer. Does people love people who watch porn? Still not, still not. Can everybody say yes? Yes. Because one in every two men watch porn. And one in every six women. And the day that watch porn the most is Sunday. Ooh, you better hope God loves you. Actually, about 90% of the people we met at the porn convention had just came from church on Sunday. Wow. So men and women. Um, but one particular story that um, was pretty cool is I saw this guy walking with a cane and I got this word of knowledge. We've been talking about spiritual gifts in the kingdom here. I got this word of knowledge that he had one of his legs was shorter than the other. So I had him sit down and um, bring his legs out. And one was shorter. And I've never not seen God grow out a leg. He does it all the time. So I just had faith. I'm like, watch this. Well, do we have one I'm shorter? Good. <laughs> um, and in our booth, we had an atheist. So I bring the atheist over. I'm like, you got to watch this. This is about to challenge your beliefs right here. So we pray, his leg grows out, and instantly his knees are healed, his back is healed, his hips are healed, and he walked away without the cane. 
Yeah, and then the atheist has something to think about. I know some of y'all may be going, <laughs> we pray for healing here and all the campuses, I think two weeks ago, three weeks ago. Can I get amen? And we asked people who got healed of something to stand up and y'all prayed for them, each other. You prayed for each other. The Holy Spirit does the healing. We don't. We just have to trust the Holy Spirit and get out of the way. It's this that gets in the way a lot of times. So We actually uh, had it on video. You, I sent it to you, yeah. but I also sent it to the church, so there's okay. proof. It grew up. Yeah. Well, we believe you. I'm not saying I don't believe you. <laughs> so Rock Recovery meets uh, several times a week in several different locations throughout San Diego, and we're a Christ-centered 12-step support group. Um, I'm reminded of a kid named Max who um, came to us with um, abscesses on his legs from uh, you know, using a needle in his legs and um, getting infected. Um, today, Max has over three years clean and sober, actually just celebrated on I think Friday. And um, he has since gone back to school to get uh, credentials to be a counselor, and he's in seminary today. <laughs> yeah. Amen, amen. When you give your life to Christ, uh, you are saying to God, God, I can't run my life as good as you can, and I can't fulfill the purpose you have given me without you. So when you give your life to Christ, what you're telling Christ is, here's my life. I want to be saved. I don't want to go to heaven, but I want to walk with you now. And how you use me is up to you. That's the part where we get sticky. We, a lot of times we give our life to Christ, and then we dictate to God what he can do. I'm going to go to church once a month. I'm going to come in kind of middle of the worship because I don't want to get caught up. There's too much singing. And I might bring my Bible. And if the sermon is not good, I'm not going to come back next week. And if they don't do what I like. And God's like, I don't want that kind of relationship. I don't want to share my faith because I'm a little nervous and I'm not comfortable. Let me tell you something. God calls me to do stuff all the time where I'm not comfortable all the time. And you know what? It is the most exciting thing in the world. How many of y'all have ever got on a roller coaster and you were excited and scared at the same time? Can I get amen? That's why you get on it. You don't get on it because, oh, this is going to be boring. I, I've been on the teacup, right, with the kids. Yeah, I, okay, I'll do the teacup. But I want to get on the roller coaster. That's, walk with God, that's what walking with God is. So all these people are demonstrating to you that God took them from what they were. Not only did he save them, but he says, now i got an exciting journey for you. And so our encouragement to you is, one, to get saved, give your life to Christ, because that's what Jesus came for you. Then allow him to do in your life something. Don't create your own form of Christianity. Those are the religious people. The by faith people say, I'm ready to go on a journey. Okay? Well, Broken Chains Ministry is a prison ministry. Uh, we conduct um, Sunday services and intercessory prayers at Donovan State Prison and Barrier Logan um, microsite. We do Bible studies and a journaling class at Las Colinas. Um, a while back we did, at Las Colinas, we did a lesson on anger based on Ephesians 4, 26, 27. In part it says, be angry and do not sin. This one lady, uh, this one person was um, crying the entire time and after the lesson, she came to us and said, I see where my anger has gotten me today. I should have just walked away. This person, with other uh, people in her unit, conduct their own Bible studies. They share their testimonies. They, share, they comfort and console each other. 
and um, in their Bible study as well as the study that we conduct. Uh, recently, the same person was granted um, family visitation. How many of you have never been into a prison, whether you went there in a police car or not? Just raise your hand real high. You've never been into a prison or a jail. Let me encourage you to go. You know what Jesus said? I was in prison and you never came to me. Matthew 25. I was in prison, you never came. I was hungry, you never fed me. I was naked, you never gave me clothes. And they said, when do we see you? And he said, whenever you visit one of them, you visited me. We're going to talk about that in a few weeks. Uh, so uh, that's, a, again, not that all of you have to go, but be open. Say, Lord, do you want me to do that? Holy Spirit, let me know what you want me to do. Amen? Amen. <laughs> Very. Yeah, our, our, our ministry is a seasonal one. Um, we go from April to October. And uh, we do about 12 events. And we do shoreline fishing. And um, it's in a prayerful uh, very centered uh, type of deal there. So <laughs> they're seeing the picture on the, the screen. Oh, yeah, they're fishing buddies. Uh, so um, uh, one account was uh, a, a little while ago. We had uh, two, two 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 young two young fishing buddies, Jose and Angel. Uh, they were uh, a little shy at first and didn't really have any skills. But we popped a you know a couple of rods in there, and before you know it, you know they're 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 clicking. They're 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 doing really well with that. And then they find themselves even just uh, connecting with a lot of the other kids and um, just really growing and being really confident. Uh, so long story short, they, they serve and rock kids now. And um, so um, that's what we have going on out there. How many of you see the value in the community of ministries like this? Can I get amen? Amen. So, so here's the question for you. What is it that God would want you to do? And why wouldn't you do it? If all you do is come to church, even if you come every week, which very few people do, but you should, but if that's all you do, you're, you're just going to school. It's like going to college, getting a degree, and not getting a job, right? You're learning the information, now you gotta apply the information. And so, our encouragement to you we have a text, text outreach to 5252. They're gonna put that up on the screen. Uh, we would love for you to text. Outreach to 5255 and learn of the opportunities that we have. And there may be a ministry or a group of people or a need in the community that you feel, I want to meet that need because that's all this is. God's saying, hey, I want you to meet that need. And often the ministries start from people having a need of something that God administered to them about that they were hurt. In other words, we have a ministry with doll ministry where they make dolls for uh, kids and they give the dolls to the police and the firefighters and, and they give that to the little kids when they take them out of the home because someone was taken out of a home and she had with her only her doll. So that was personal to her. That's an amazing ministry. Uh, we had a guy here who, was, who, who knits. Uh, he, was, he was a knitting, knitting ministry, a big burly dude, and he told me he was in a knitting ministry. And I said, where did you learn how to knit? He says, well, I don't knit, I crochet. I was like, well, okay, I get, you know, <laughs> that's more, your, <laughs> that more fits you. And I said, where did you learn how to crochet? He said, I learned how to crochet in prison. I, I did this, you can't make that up. And so the point is, is that God, <laughs> God has something for you that is specific to you. Step one, give your life to Christ. Let him change you. And then say, Lord, what do you want me to do? 
real quick, last question. Tell me what God has done in your life through all this. What have you learned about yourself? Well, he rescued me out of the pit um, eight years ago. And, and it was his love that compelled me and that brought me back through you and a couple other people. And, um, and so that's what Compelled by Love is all about. It's about taking that same love that God gave us and giving it to others who need it. Because there's lost sons and daughters out there who just need to be reminded that God loves them. A great answer. I would agree with that answer that God brought me out of my past, out of my addiction, uh, and has used that to help others. And in uh, doing so, my recovery has been strengthened and my faith has been strengthened as I've poured into others. And you've been clean how many years? Coming up on 14 years. Amen. And you, real quick, tell them about it's getting saved, how you got, how you, how that sure. process started. <laughs> so I got saved here at the Rock Church uh, back on, uh, in, on Ruffin Road in 2005. Um, it was natural for me to be a part of the recovery ministry. Um, I started um, being a servant leader in the ministry back in probably 2005 or six. I don't remember. And um, since then, I have um, joined the pastoral support team and started Genesis Recovery, which is closely related to rock recovery. And um, that's been my story. Good, good, good. Prior to uh, Broken Chains, prison ministry was never a thought in my head or a desire in my heart. But God knew that I wanted to serve in his kingdom. So he sent me to Broken Chains Ministry. I always thought of people in prison that they deserve it. They're there for a reason. Well, God told me otherwise. He says, these are my children. They were wonderfully made, created for good things. He taught me that lesson and put his love for his children in my heart. How many by a show of hands know you could easily today be locked up for something? Raise your hand really high. Now, I want you to point to the people who aren't raising their hand and just say, no, I can't. I'm like it. I mean, easily, easily. Something could have happened. You driving there, you were driving home drunk once and you got home and you could have easily hit somebody, but you didn't. Or other things you did, you just didn't get caught doing. Amen. I think you'd be surprised what people are in prison for. Uh, for me, uh, uh, God is just in, in, in a funny way, like with Proverbs 22, 6, you know, teach a kid where you should go. When he gets older, he'll remember it or he'll return to it. That was just me. Uh, brought up in the church and, and accepted Christ young. But the, 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 the world just kind of kind of get at you and you kind of go wayward. Uh, but it brought me back home. And it reminded me of the talent or the love that I have and to share it with other folks. Um, and um, it, just, it just brought home. It just brought family together. And, uh, you know, just, just like this rock church, it's just family, you know. And he showed us heaven on earth to sit back and watch the kids ripping and running, uncles and aunties running all over the place. It's just awesome. <laughs> and uh, so that's what it did. Uh, here's the next step for you. Number one, if you've never given your life to Christ, we want to give you that opportunity now. But number two, there are many of you out there 
you need, to, you need to step into the boat or step out of the boat into the water, onto the water and say, I, I need to do something. I need, to, I need to make myself available to God and say, God, I give you permission because sometimes we don't give God permission. I give you permission to use me. I want to be available to you. Uh, let him take care of the rest. You will never know enough. <laughs> Once you think you know enough and you're good enough, that's when you disqualify yourself. Okay, I go places all the time and talk where I'm scared to death, going, I don't know what's going to happen. And God says, I got you. I'm like, good. And I've seen him do it over and over again. I'm still scared. And so it's a matter of being available and trusting him. When David killed Goliath, David remembered he killed the, that he had killed a lion and a bear. So he said, okay, now I can get the giant. And so in a minute we're going to pray. And I just want to challenge you. One, give your life to Christ. But two, there's some of you in here that need to say, I need to walk out of my comfort zone. Because when you get saved and you walk out of your seat, you are walking out of your comfort zone. And walking out of your comfort zone is what God's going to call you every day when he asks you to pray for somebody, speak life over someone, read your Bible, take your Bible to church or to, to work, pray during your break. Those are all steps of faith. That's walking with God. Walking with God does not mean I go to church and I check the box. It means by faith, every day I am being led by the Spirit of God to do something. And yes, it is scary because you have the devil chirping in your ear talking about how terrible it's going to be. But then when you do it, you're like, man, that was awesome. Are you following what I'm saying? The next four weeks we're going to be talking about ways our all-in heart can be expressed in the kingdom of God in this world. So let's all bow our heads and pray. And I want you to listen very carefully to the small, still voice in your heart. God has need of you. The Last Supper, Jesus told his disciples, go get the donkey. And if the owner says it's his donkey, tell him the Lord has need of it. If the Lord has need of a donkey, he has need of you. He created you for his kingdom, for his purposes. Step one is to give your life to him. Step two is to say, Lord, here we go. I'm ready to be used. Guide and direct me. Lord, I thank you for everybody here. I thank you for the burdens that they carry that you are going to get them through and help them with those burdens. I thank you for all the people who uh, gave testimony today on video and on stage. But Lord, there are some people here today who they need to surrender their life to you. They need to surrender their future to you. If that's you, I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I know you love me. I believe that you died and rose from the dead for me. I believe you came for people like me. So, Jesus, I surrender my life to you. Please forgive me of my sin. I want to be born all over again. I want to follow your lead. I want to fulfill my eternal purpose. Thank you. As the eyes are closed and our heads are bowed, in a minute I'm going to ask you to stand if you prayed that prayer for salvation or you prayed that prayer because you, you want to start walking more in your purpose. You want to be used to build the kingdom of God, be involved in outreach in some form. So I'm going to ask you to stand on the count of three. And if you want someone to stand with you, I always want you to grab their hand, their arm and squeeze it. And in doing that, you're saying, please stand with me to be an encouragement to them. So if you prayed that prayer, whatever campus you're in, whether you're at the micro site, on the count of three, just stand to your feet. One, 
two, three. Just stand to your feet. God bless you. Very good. God bless you. 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 Very good. God bless you. Good. Good. God bless you. 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 Now we're going to ask all the people in a minute to come down to the altar. If you're in the balcony, all you got to do is turn around and walk up and the ushers will bring you down. The rest of us, we want to celebrate and encourage them. Amen. So if you're standing up, come on down to the altar. Let's give them a hand. They come on down. Amen. 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 Let's give them a hand. Come on now. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Just stay right there. Just face me. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Say hi to each other. God bless you. 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 Amen. I got you. I got you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God When you, uh, when you step out of your seat and come down here in front of all these people you don't know, that's a big deal. Let's give them a hand. That's a big deal. Amen. 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 God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Um, get involved. Get involved. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be talking about different places to get involved. Get involved. If you want your spiritual life to grow, you are not, you will never grow it with information alone. Like you would with information and action. God, the gospel is not information. It's a person. The Bible is information about the person and the relationship. But it's a relationship. God did not call us to information. He called us to a relationship. Are y'all following me? And that relationship is not God sitting there. He's doing. He's trying, to, he's trying to help people. So God wants to help all you. He does not want your life to stay the same. And all you have to do is trust him. He will do the changing. And it's going to be, here's what God's voice sounds like. It sounds like your conscience. And it's a little small, still voice going, you need to get rid of that, brother. <laughs> You need to get rid of that. You need to not watch that show. You shouldn't eat that food. God wants to be involved in everything. You should say, Lord, do you want me to eat this food? Because some of the food we eat is just poison, literally. It looks good, but it's poison. And so, Lord, you guide and direct every area of my life, and you will see miracles happen in your life. Amen? Amen. Uh, come next week. You know that the average Christian comes to church less than two times a month? Come next week. And by the way, come early. Starts at 10. Get here like five up. 
It's okay. It's, it's not like nothing's gonna, bad's going to happen to you. Like, be here for all the worship. And, and, and by the way, say, God, I'm bringing my problems. Please bring your problems. Say, God, can you handle that? He goes, I handle that. Just put it there. Let's worship for a minute. And next thing you know, it's gone. <laughs> I'm not saying it's going to be all gone, 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 but you get what I'm saying. So come. Lord, we, uh, we thank you for all these people. We pray you bless them. We pray you encourage them. Lord, may we all be involved. May we all have an all-in heart. And we pray a blessing of all these people who came forward today. We pray a blessing on the, on the panel today. Thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's give them a hand as they walk out. Let's give them a hand as they walk out. Come on, church. Hey, what's up? Come on, let's give them a big hand. Come on. God bless you. Come on, come on. Give them a hand as they go in there. Come on. Can we get, y'all may be seated. Can y'all give them a hand for being up here today? These are, these are, they are, they are not paid professionals. <laughs> they are just men and women of God. Amen. That's even better. Pastor, we're going to go back. Amen. amen, amen, amen. As Pastor said, they're not paid professionals. they regular folk like you and me that's being available to be used by the Lord. All you have a bulletin right here. I want to tell you first about, we have a couple of announcements. The first thing is our Toys for Joy. Toys for Joy. Everybody, you look in your bulletin. Yes. Toys for Joy is something we've been doing for 21 years. Look at, the, when, you, when you have a chance, I want you to open your bulletin. I want you to look at that smile. You look at that smile, you have the opportunity to be a part of making kids and families smile like that. And as you see right underneath it says it's more than a toy. Toys for Joy is far more than a toy. It's really giving people hope, giving families hope. So there are a lot of ways that you can get involved. We need toys, we need clothes, but you have this insert in your bulletin, get involved. Pastor also talked about average, right? Don't be average. Most people, they'll look at this and throw it away. Don't be average. Say, you know what? Let's, let's do something. Let's be a part of something. Let's, let's make a difference in somebody's life. So make sure you, uh, you get involved and you be a part in making a difference in somebody's life. Amen? Amen, amen. Another thing we have, we do it every week. Actually, we don't do it the fifth week, but this week we do life class. Every Sunday we do life class, and today it just happens to be the E, which is evangelism. Is that everybody here, you have a story. Tell the person next to you, you got a story. Nobody can question your story. They question the man in the Bible. They said, man, you wasn't blind. You wasn't. And he said, you know what? <laughs> I, was, I once was lost, now I was found blind, but now I can see. And that man right there, he did it. You want that too? That's it. That's your story. 
If you didn't sign up, you can come back. You can go get lunch, come back at 1.30. They'll get you signed up. 2 o'clock is life class. Make sure you be a part because it helps you find how you fit in God's plan. It helps you understand more about who you are. It helps you connect with like-minded people, which is what we all need in our lives. Amen? And the last thing, and it's something that's really, really special that God is doing amazing work in this church, and I really believe is because that we are committed to praying. Every Saturday at each campus, we pray for an hour from 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock. At City Heights, we pray. Uh, it starts at 1030. But make sure you come and you pray. And you know what we do in our Saturday morning prayer time? We pray. And we get you in and we get you out. But there's some powerful things happening because all of us, we need to hear from the Lord and we need to be directed by the Lord. Let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you that you love us. And Lord, I pray that we would not be average. Lord, you're not an average God and you don't want us to be average either, Lord. So I pray that we would be above average and we would want to make a difference in our lives, Lord Jesus. Lord, so speak clearly to the hearts of each and every person this week. Lord Jesus, bless them as they go, encourage them, and remind them to speak life into someone this week. We love you, and we say thank you that you love us. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. Have a great Sunday, and see you next week.